am a publisher, and one day my daughter Christina asked me to write a novel with her. Well, that day was long ago, and that little girl is now an adult. But our novels live on. The Truth Seekers Mystery Series highlights a homeschool family, the Murphy Teens, in an action-adventure novel that is sure to entertain as well as teach creation truths. To get your copy, visit our website at truthseekersmysteryseries.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz, and I'm really excited about this episode. This is episode 456, and the topic today are Christmas traditions for under $10. I am ready to share with you some of our favorite Christmas traditions, and it is very inexpensive to do some of these things. So you can find the show notes today at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com, and be sure to give me a star rating if you're listening on a podcast app. That's super easy to do. Just look at the app and usually somewhere at the bottom, it tells you that you can uh, rate that podcast and share this episode with a friend because you sharing this episode with others helps us to grow as a network. And if you want to know more about um, some of my books and products, you can go to the Media Angels website at mediaangels.com. And look for our deep discounts um, on our store. It's mediaangels.com forward slash store if you want some print books. And I have lots of digital products as well. And if you want the freebies that we give away each and every month, you can subscribe to our email list at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Well, what is a holiday tradition? My definition is one where your family celebrates year after year the same thing. These things can consist of and are not limited to decorating the house, buying or setting up a Christmas tree, baking cookies or breads for the family to share, or doing things like taking pictures for Christmas cards, volunteering and visiting those in need, purchasing gifts for those in need, and of course each other, singing Christmas carols, going to get-togethers, tree lightings, local activities, parties, celebrating the days leading up to Christmas, and so much more. What is on your Christmas tradition list? This is a place to start. So stop this recording and take some time with your family or do this later on and look at the list of items that you have. Now I want you to get a Sharpie, yes, a Sharpie, and go through the things that stress you out and either put a star by it or cross it out. One year, I crossed out all of my local friends from my Christmas card list. The next year, I crossed out all of my out-of-state friends. Why? Because Christmas cards 
gave me such so much stress because of course I had to go all out. We had to take the family picture. We had to write the Christmas letter and I wanted everyone to contribute and say what they wanted me to say in the letter or or then they would read it and say, well, why did you say this? And why did you tell people that? So everybody contributed and then it just got into this overblown thing. And I didn't even send a Christmas letter to everyone, just the family. So I decided that I was going to just keep it to our personal, um, you know, an immediate family. And I realized that the Christmas letter was very important, especially to our relatives that are up north. So what is it that is stressing you? If it's baking for the whole world, you know, you may want to just cut it down to, you know, your CPA or your hairstylist or someone that, you know, is your neighbor. But, um, you know, just look at that and see what's going to work for you. And, you know, When your traditions are, you know, set in stone and you do them every year, things are going to change as the kids get older. Um, I know that um, as my kids grew up that we, um, you know, we changed some things around. And also when I was growing up, um, we didn't have a real tree. We had a artificial tree, but once I was married, I learned that that was not allowed. And so we had a live tree each and every year. And as the years went by, our traditions began to change because once my kids were in college and they went to out-of-state schools, they would be home for Thanksgiving and often have to go back to college for two, two or three more weeks. And um, so we ended up buying our Christmas tree Thanksgiving weekend. And so... Because, you know, there was such a short amount of time, we ended up going to our favorite local restaurant for breakfast. Then we went out and picked out a tree, came home, decorated, you know, pretty much all day. And then that evening we went to church and then out to dinner. So it was a really full day. And then I usually finished up. It would take me like the rest of the week to kind of finish up because then they were flying back to school on Sunday. And so, you know, again, this year it's going to be changing a little bit because Thanksgiving is earlier and my son who's coming home from college, I have one left in college, he doesn't have to go back um, until after Christmas and my daughter lives about two hours away. So my husband and I were talking about that today and going, I think we're getting our tree back to the first weekend of December, um, which we didn't do in years past. So your you know your traditions are going to change too depending on your family. Christmas traditions for our family always revolved around faith and that is something that I consider very important. We our focus was the celebration um with the countdown to Christmas and of course a lot of decorations that focused on the nativity. So we would pray um, using an Advent wreath, and we would pray about um, each of the scriptures each evening and light one candle as we counted down to Christmas. And then normally we would talk about what we were thankful for. The children made a decorated wreath one year um, as a craft at at church, and we used it for many, many years to come. I mean, later I ended up buying a more expensive one. Um, but that just gives you an idea of what you can do, and it also you know, helps you with your budget. And candles can cost less than $10. You know, you can find, um, we use three purple and then one pink, and then there's a white candle to be lit on Christmas Day. And my favorite book, I have a link on the show notes for today's episode, which is uh, 456 Christmas Traditions Under $10. 
Um, you can find my favorite book, which is The Seasons of Light, which is available on the Christian Books um, website and uh, you know the christianbook.com. That is more than $10, but you may be able to find it on sale. There are many other holiday traditions that we cherish. And again, as life goes on, they will change. And spending time with family is precious and should be treasured. Um, because now all of my in-laws and our you know, immediate extended family that is older, aunts and uncles, uh, my parents, they're gone. And so now I think I look back on the holidays a little bit bittersweet because um, you know, things have now extremely changed, um, you know, as people have gone to be with the Lord. And I remember as a young mom, I wanted to create my own holiday memories with my new husband. And his family lived here in town, and my family were about two hours away. And so because we saw his family very often, um, and my parents owned a restaurant and couldn't get away as much, we had um, talked about spending our holidays, such as Thanksgiving and Christmas, with my parents. And then, um, you know, having Christmas Day alone, just us, and then later with our children before we spent the morning together with his mother and father and siblings and then went to my parents' house. So however you work that out, you know, it it really works well to talk about it and decide you and your spouse uh, you and your family, and and that's what you're going to do. And don't let the guilt get to you because, again, life is too short. Um, later, when my parents retired, they ended up coming and living uh, close by, 30 minutes away instead of two hours. And then at that point in time, our house was large enough where we ended up hosting um, the holidays here. So both sides of the family could come and everyone was together, and we still do that Um my husband's side of the family uh, typically comes. My brother comes sometimes for Thanksgiving. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful having extended family with us. So again, the first thing to do is clarify with your spouse what you want your holiday to look like. And that helps alleviate any issues that crop up from misunderstandings. And I always made a point to look at things in a realistic way, realizing the fact is friends. You cannot make everyone happy all the time, whether that's your own family or extended. And another thing I want to advise you on um, as I get ready to share my list here with you, and that is to really try hard not to let your feelings get hurt because so many things have been said through the years. Now everybody's gone and, you know, it's just... it. It wasn't worth it then, and it isn't worth it now um, to let your feelings get super hurt. And if there is a situation that you need to address, you address it. But I've been married for over 42 years, and I'm going to tell you that it's so much easier when you talk to your spouse about things um, rather than letting them build up. Another thing is to ask your children what they want to do to create Christmas memories, and you might be surprised at what they say. So here's a list of Christmas activities under $10. The first for us is the Advent wreath. The kids can make one easily. There are many directions online. And like I said, the candles are inexpensive. And lighting one candle each evening, reading the scripture verses and praying 
really helps us to focus on the true meaning of Christmas. The second is carolings. Even if you're not going somewhere to Christmas carol, you can, you know, sing songs um, as a family and around the campfire, invite friends over who can play the guitar. Um, if you're up north and you're going to be indoors, someone who can play the piano or even sing a cappella. I mean, who cares how good you sing? And of course, there's always, you know, an app that has music and you can sing along with that. The third is, for our family anyway, baking is a big part of our Christmas traditions. And then you can, you know, use this as any extras that you want to give away for gifts for neighbors or family. The fourth for us was watching Christmas movies. There are favorites that make our list, and our favorites consist of Good King Winslow's, It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street, The Star, and my favorite, The Nativity. Again, there are so many wonderful Christmas movies that you can watch that really focus on the true meaning of Christmas. And of course, there are the 500 Hallmark movies, um, which have seemed to have gotten worse through the years. There are a few that are our favorites that we watch um, over and over again, such as The Christmas Card and The Most Wonderful Time of the Year is another one. Uh, Secret Santa. In larger families, there's often a gift exchange with one person. You can draw the person's name out of a hat um, and just purchase the gift for one person, or you can make a gift, and then someone else draws your name, and you get a gift from them. And this can be done um, on top of gift giving if you want to do something special. And instead of buying a gift, what you would do is acts of kindness. And so the person wouldn't know who you are until Christmas morning. And then you would share that you were their, you know, secret Santa or, you know, secret angel or whatever you want to call it, Christmas angel. The sixth is volunteering. This is free to you and such a blessing for those in need. If you don't have time to volunteer, what you can do is collect food uh, that you can donate and that's wonderful as well. The seventh is holiday decorations. This can be anything like the traditional popcorn strings or paper wreaths and paper chains. We actually made those at Thanksgiving time. Um, I made them with my grandchildren and I had little stickers that I made um, with some Thanksgiving-ish sayings and you know, little prayers and blessings. Another thing the kids can do for decorations um, is to have pictures that they either make or you can take of them and the date and make Christmas ornaments out of them. Um, Again, nothing fancy, but it's so fun each year to put up the pictures of the children year after year. And then also, um, you know, just having other decorations uh, that they can make, especially if they are uh, or you are, you know, really into crafts because I think some of the most beautiful trees are the ones that have the homemade decorations on them. Uh, The eighth thing is to play games. Now, my family turns everything into a competition with a dual, you know, checkerboards and chess games going at the same time, and then the winners are in the playoffs. Or you can learn a new game as a family. So again, you know, something you already have around the house. Number nine is make a gingerbread house. You know, if you make your own homemade dough, it is not very expensive, and then you can get some candy Um, and make that. There are tons of tutorials online. And the only thing I would say to you is don't make the dough too thick. You don't want it too thin because 
um, you know, it will crack, but if it's too thick and believe me, I know, um, it's hard to get it to stand. So, um, you know, we even had my contractor husband one here trying to brace it up because it was, it was just too heavy. Uh, the 10th is scavenger hunts. Uh, the kids broke up into teams with the younger ones teaming up with the older ones. And so first of all, they would have some kind of dollar gift or a homemade gift and they would hide it. And then they would send, um, each person would have a set of clues, like at least 10, cause that makes it fun. And then the two groups would, you know, take turns, um, sharing their clues. And then the next clue is at the next destination. So I've done some podcasts on scavenger hunts and they're really fun. Uh, this is something we even did for birthday gifts, uh, you know, especially in years when we didn't have as many gifts. So I would hide them somewhere um, in a closet or under, you know, um, under a, um, you know, cloth somewhere. And then the kids would have all these different clues. I would even send them outside, um, you know, to find the next clue on a tree and then to come back in. And then it would be, you know, in a bedroom closet. Uh, but it was really fun. And then that was as much fun as getting the gifts. Uh, number 11 is you can use something like a Groupon or Yelp uh, to find happenings in your local area. I did that really quick search and it was amazing how many things came up. And a lot of things, um, especially on the local sites, are free. A lot of the television networks have um, you know things listed because they want you on their network page. Uh, so it could be like a you know, Christmas tree lighting or um, even like the best places, uh, you know, to get hot cocoa. Uh, number 12 is to take a drive with your family through the different neighborhoods that are, you know, totally decorated for Christmas. For the longest time, one of our close neighbors had five acres and they decorated it so much so that people could park their cars and walk through their yard. And they encouraged people to do that. And they did it in memory of one of their children who died and loved Christmas. So this was a way that they could keep her memory alive and also share with the community. And they did this for many years until one of the hurricanes destroyed a lot of their decorations, um, which they had purchased throughout the years and I'm sure, sure were very costly. So there are so many free activities like this that you can do. The 13th is outdoor activities, uh, such as building a fort or a snowman. Of course, this is if you live up north. And if you are, you know, um, in the sunny um, areas like I am, you can switch that up and do something as a family. And again, we like to do like the outdoor activities such as, you know, having a fire and roasting s'mores or something like that. And then just sharing stories around the little campfire. So whatever that outdoor activity is for you. The next point I have is number 14, and it's a little bit different, and it's a grateful journal. Now, I started one years and years ago before I even heard that that was a thing, and then I learned um, that they're all over the place. So you can do this beginning December 1st or even the week leading up to Christmas, whenever you want to start this, and each evening you can take turns sharing what you're grateful for, and one person can write it down in the journal, or each person can write it sometime during the day, and then that evening you can read it, however you want to do it. And then, you know, you share that evening what everyone is grateful for. And each day, it's something different. So that really gives the kids a chance to think each day, okay, I'm going to share something that I'm grateful for. So I need to be in that frame of mind of, you know, thinking about what I'm going to be grateful for. 
Number 15, you know, the hot chocolate and marshmallows and a good Christmas story. So um, as I shared with you earlier, we read from the scriptures when we do our Advent wreath, but also um, reading from the scriptures um, in the Gospel of Luke is a wonderful way um, for you to really focus on the true meaning of Christmas. Um, and if you have a very, you know, good Christmas book that you want to read as a family, you know, do that one day. The 16th is to send cards out to those who are in need or, you know, even to the military. This I know needs to be done way sooner than I'm sharing this with you. But again, this is something you can do next year. You can call your local recruiting office or if you know someone who has a child, you know, that is in the military, um, then you can ask them. My son is going to be enlisting at the end of uh, next school year in, in 2022. And um, so I probably will do a podcast on this topic next year. Number 17, listen to audiobooks together as a family. <clears throat> the public library has access to all kinds of audiobooks that are free, and that's something that you can do. Number 18, the blessing game. One year, I created an activity for my family, and I handed them slips of paper, one for each person in our household, and it already had their name on it, and they were to write what they believed was this person's God-given gift. For example, hospitality or generosity, charity or joy, and so forth, and I went through some of them ahead of time, and why they thought this. So then each person added the slip into one envelope that was addressed to that person. And on Christmas Day, we each got our envelope with what everyone in the family thought was our special gift. And then what I loved was um, I used them as bookmarks. So, you know, you can do this ahead of time. If you want to get fancy and make little bookmarks, you can. And then have everyone right on the back what they think that person's special gift is. And for the younger kids, you may want to give them a list and go over what it means to help them out. The next thing is um, number 19, um, a prayer before you open presents. This was one of our traditions. So we would say a prayer in the morning on Christmas Day. And then um, we would find baby Jesus, and later on what was added to that was the Christmas pickle because we got that as a gift one year from one of the aunts. So the evening before, you know, my husband and I, we would hide baby Jesus somewhere in a different part of the house, and then the next morning the children had to wait for a prayer, and then they could go look for baby Jesus and put him back in the manger before we opened any Christmas presents. Again, this was so that the kids could at least focus for a brief moment in time on the main reason that we celebrate Christmas. And then the Christmas pickle that was a gift, um, that was used to, it's hanging on the tree. And my same son seems to find it every year, even as they've gotten older. But then he is the one that starts us opening presents, which takes us to number 20, and that is taking turns opening gifts. There is so much time and effort and money and, you know, for making gifts, you know, it it just seems like you miss or I missed half the kids opening their presents. So... You know, in larger families, um, it takes forever, but we would each take a turn opening our gifts. And then, you know, I would always explain ahead of time, I'm really big on setting my kids up for success and not failure. So I would say to them, 
you're not going to get the same exact number of gifts because sometimes one gift is more expensive than the other. So it takes three gifts for someone else to equal your one gift. And my kids were okay with that. Nobody ever said, you know, I'm sitting here not opening any presents. Um, So that person who might be sitting there with not as many gifts, if they got something more expensive, then they would be the one passing out gifts. So you, you know, you work, work it out through the years. But anyway, um, what I learned um, was that it was just so much more, um, you know, encouraging and special for us to be able to see each person open a gift and to see that they really appreciated it. And I wish we were gathered in a large room because that's all I've got for you, you know, drinking a hot beverage and sharing Christmas ideas and suggestions um, of your special traditions that are under $10. If you want, you can go to the show notes page on Vintage Homeschool Moms and you can look for this specific episode. And I would love to hear what you like to do um, and how you like to celebrate your holiday. And it's um, episode 456 under Christmas traditions um, for under $10. And then you can share with us, but I would just love to hear from each of you. And this is one of the things I love podcasting, but I really miss the homeschool conferences uh, like I used to do every year in the past. Um, About 12 or 15 years in a row, I traveled to homeschool conferences and I was able to visit with you moms and dads and really get to hear your hearts and what you needed, um, you know, and what you wanted, you know, advice on and things like that. And it was such a blessing to me. So, you know, if there's ever a podcast episode that you would like to hear and it's not already on our website, you can search for it on the front page. You know, you can email me at felice at mediaangels.com and I'd love to hear your ideas. Well, I pray you have a wonderful and blessed Christmas or whatever holiday season we are celebrating currently as you're listening to this and enjoy it with your family and your friends. You guys are all so special to me and I really appreciate you. Take care. God bless. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.